Hey everyone, this is Oxygen for Leaders podcast. I am your host, Josh Garrison. Here at Oxygen for Leaders, we give you leadership principles that help you maximize your potential as a leader. I am so excited about our special guest today. We have on Sean Lowe, and if you do not know him, he is from The Bachelor. Uh, you probably know him from season 17. Uh, we know the end results, him and Catherine. They've been together ever since, been married. Sean, how are you doing today, my friend? Hey, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. So, man, we're so excited to have you on because we're kind of going to talk about today how to grow in our marriage and our relationship. So if you're out there listening and you're not married, uh, but you might be dating or you're single, this I mean, this is appeals to all areas of life. If you're single, this can help you know what to look for. If you're engaged or dating, you can all, you can work on it. And if you're married, uh, you can also grow in your marriage. So leaders, we not only want to grow ourselves, but we want to grow uh, in our marriage and our home life. So Sean, I think you're an expert in this. I'm excited to have you on. And real quick, if you can kind of give just a quick background story of, you know, how long you and Catherine have been together now and tell us a little bit about your family. Yeah, we've been married uh, five years, and as you mentioned, we met the old-fashioned way on on uh, reality TV. <laughs> like everyone does, right? Like everybody does. The most healthy way you can go about dating is on a reality TV show. <laughs> uh, we've, we've got uh, two little boys, Samuel and Isaiah, two and a half years and uh, about nine months, and uh, we live here in Dallas, and we, we both work from home, and... Um, you know, we're, we're having a blast raising these kids, and we also go through the same stuff that every other married couple does, which is the ups and downs of life and the uh, the chaos of, of raising children while you're trying to run a business at the same time. And so you said it perfectly there, is you'll go through the same stuff that every other couple goes through, and which is exactly uh, why we wanted to have you on to kind of shed some light on that, maybe help out some people who are going through some things, maybe you're in a funk. So, man, we're just going to dive right on into it. And question one is, how do you and Catherine keep your relationship fun and exciting? Because we know sometimes couples, um, I'm married myself, and sometimes you can go through some some dull moments or you kind of feel kind of stuck and need something fun and exciting. So how do you guys keep your relationship just fun and exciting? Well, you know, I, I think for starters, Catherine and I, we both have this, uh, I'll, I'll call it youthful energy. We're both kind of young at heart and we we enjoy being together and being goofy and having fun and doing those things but you know life can be challenging at times and you don't always want to be goofy but uh i would say first things first when you're looking for a spouse and so i'm talking to the single people now you know try to find someone that is your best friend and, and that's exactly what i found in Catherine, someone that i can have fun with and be myself with and just be carefree judgment free and uh, so that, that helps as a, as a foundation. But on top of that, I, I think a big part of it is just sitting back, reflecting on the numerous blessings we have in our life. I mean, we are, we are so blessed to have two healthy boys. Uh, we live in a great country. We both have great jobs. Like, it's really hard to be in a bad mood when you sit and, and think about all the blessings you have in your life. And so, you know, sometimes... I just got done doing my taxes, and that's always oh, that's the fun. biggest headache I've, I've faced over the course of a year. And, uh, you know, it put me in a bad mood, but I just have to stop and think, you know, 
I've got it good. <laughs> life, life is so good. I got so many blessings. I'm not going to let these taxes affect my mood, and I'm not going to uh, treat my my wife differently that day because I'm in a bad mood. You know, I'm I'm just going to focus on the, the positive. And so, you know, I, I think both of us do a pretty good job of that, of just taking stock of of the blessings we have in our life. And uh, you know, we, like I said, we're both kind of goofy by nature, and we we. Uh, play off of each other pretty well and I think it makes for a fun house when you get to be playful and goofy and you now we've got two kids who who uh, get to play along with us. Man, I love that. And you you kind of hit the nail uh, perfectly there is finding, you know, finding your best friend. Sometimes that can sound really cliché and, and we know that, but how many times have we seen and I hate, you know, the divorce rate feels like it's getting higher and higher every year, but uh, it's people who they they want to kind of force relationships and force, uh, I, I just want it to work so bad or the marriage life uh, sounds so perfect. I want to live that so much. I'm going to force this when I probably know I shouldn't. And I think you said something great there is finding that person who can be your best friend and is your best friend. Cause I feel yeah. th- the same way, you know, with me and my spouse and uh, you, obviously you add an element of fun uh, to your relationship. And, and, you know, some people personality wise or more goofy than others, but I, I think I couldn't agree with you more. If you, you got to have that element of just have fun and don't take everything too serious in order for you to, you know, really have fun and keep things exciting. Like you said, if if you're going to get yeah, it, it, that is a much better way to go through life if you just are are not so tightly wound. Just you know, try to loosen the reins a little bit and have fun with your spouse and and have fun in all walks of life, but. You know, I, I would also say um, marriage is not always easy. It, everyone is going to face their challenges. And at some point, the romance is going to waver a little bit. And so that's why you want to marry your best friend, right? It might start out where you're just head over heels in love with someone, and they're the perfect person. You know, they've got the looks. They've got the personality. They have this whole list of things that you were looking for in a person. Well, eventually you're not going to feel the way you did when you first started dating. And that's okay because that's, that's natural. That's marriage. And, right. and uh, so that's when you want to make sure like, Hey, I've, I've married my best friend here. Those over the top feelings of, of romance and roses and going on these really nice dates. That's not always going to be the case. Cause pretty soon you're going to be up to your elbows and baby poop and <laughs> you're going to be working long hours at your job and you're going to have, you know, your financial worries and, and everything else that comes with living in the real world. So, that's when you want to make sure that you've got your best friend next to you to go through the hard times with. Right. And unfortunately, not every date's a bachelor date, right? Sorry, I had to say it. <laughs> That's exactly right. Well, you brought up a perfect topic that I kind of want to segue into is you're right. Not every marriage is work. It's labor. It's uh, love is not a feeling. You have to constantly work at it. So you mentioned something that every marriage has their difficulties and hardships that goes right into our next question. And that's how do you and Catherine handle hardships in your relationships and maybe how you guys handle it can help other people who maybe they don't know how to handle it. Yeah. I I would say for starters for us, uh, one phrase that I've kind of clung to is nothing grows in the dark. Uh, so community is big for us. You know, we're involved in our church and we've got uh, a small group of friends that we can go to when things are difficult. And that's important. You want to you want to be able to express yourself to someone other than your spouse when you're having a hard time. Someone that, you know, will give you honest and real feedback and, and will also support you at the same time. 
And that's been huge for us because there's a lot of times where, you know, maybe we're going through a funk and I can put myself on an island and think, you know, I'm the only person who kind of understands what I'm going through right now when that's not the case. I mean, you talk to these people who are in your community, they'll tell you real quick, hey, man, you're not alone. Like my wife and I, we went through that kind of thing not too long ago. And, and here's what you need to do. And here's how I want to support you and encourage you. So that, that's my best piece of advice is, you know, have a community around you, a community of people that you trust in that will give you honest and real feedback and that, that will support you in your marriage. So I love what you just said there, because oftentimes, just like you said, people, especially married couples, when they go through or anyone relationships, you feel like I'm the only person going through these struggles. I'm the only person who no one else would understand. And when you get into that a community of people and, you know, like you said, try to get in people who are in the same uh, stage of life. You know, you mentioned church, our small group in church. We have a literally it's called a young married couples class. And I, I teach it and we have about 10 young married couples and we're all going through the same thing in life. And it's it's awesome because the guys we can meet together and it's kind of a time you kind of pull that mask off and say, hey, here's what we're struggling with. Can it, Can anyone help me out? You know, and it's the same with the girls. And so you're absolutely right. If you're going to grow in your relationships or in your marriage, we need to have those, you know, core friends around us who can speak life into us and who can help us through hard times. I love that answer. That, that's incredible. Um, yeah, yeah, that's absolutely right. So moving on to the this one is what I've found personally to be uh, kind of difficult to start off with because life gets so crazy. This next question and I've had to make be intentional about this. And uh, the question is, how important is it to be intentional about date nights uh, with your spouse? And this not only spouse, but if you're engaged, you, you got to be intentional about date nights. Or if you're just dating, uh, life gets crazy. How how important is that to be intentional to set aside time, especially as someone who has children, uh, to put your spouse first and have a date night? Yeah, you know, it's. It- that, that's a funny question for me to answer, and I'll tell you why. I know it's it's very important to have a date night, and if you if you've gone to church uh, for any length of time, you've probably heard the pastor at your church tell you how important date nights are. And Catherine and I, we will certainly do that from time to time. But what we found in our own marriage is it's more the intentional time. So as opposed to going on a date, which is which can be fun, but in our stage of life raising these two kids, we're exhausted at the end of the day. And so for us, that intentional time isn't necessarily a date where we get dressed up and go to dinner and the movies. It's let's put the kids to bed. Let's just cuddle up on the couch and let's watch some TV or watch a movie. Amen. That's kind of our, our time together. And that's where we can unwind. And, uh, that's what we actually enjoy the most, uh, at this stage of life. I'm sure it'll change as the kids get a little older, but, uh, yeah, you mentioned it. Life can get so hectic and chaotic and you can easily kind of lose sight of, of what's most important and, and, you know, lose quality time with your spouse. Uh, so it's, it's very important to answer your overall question. It is very important. Uh, we just don't do the more traditional date nights as much as maybe some other people do. And I love that because I've seen in even my own marriage going from date nights look a lot different from when we were in dating to engaged to now married and you could not have said it better. It's more about, Hey, let's set aside. It's not about really what we do. It's setting aside the time that it's just, it's us two. And and, and, and you said the word and and Catherine 
loves the word intentional. That's all she wants from me. She wants me to be intentional. So if that's bringing home flowers uh, or it's just making sure her favorite ice cream's in the fridge, whatever it may be, she loves it when I'm intentional. And then it's all about the quality time, just the two of us together without the, the kid pulling at our ankle. That's right. And for all the fellas listening out there, it doesn't have to be as hard as you make it be. Bring her a nice coffee. Bring her something. It don't have to be, you know, the red carpet every time. But I love that. It's definitely more about setting apart a time so he or she knows that you value them. It's like, and if you're hanging out on the couch, Sean, you said it perfect. Me and my wife do the same thing after a day of work. We just want to, you know, we don't have a, our baby's coming. We don't have a, a child yet, but then at the end of May, he'll be here. But we just love to, man, sit on the couch, watch Netflix. And that's just a time where I stay off my phone and she does the same thing. And if uh, there's a great quote, I don't remember who said it, but if, if you're going to be there, be all there. You know, don't just, if you're spending that time, set aside that time. Don't, you know, you don't want to be on your phone. You don't want to, you know, give them the attention. And like we talked about, the intentionality uh, that they deserve. So I love that. It's right. less about what you do and it's more about setting aside the time so they know, hey, I value you. I think you're important and this is important to me. Um, so Sean, let's let's go into our last question. I'm excited to hear this too. Uh, you guys have been married now uh, for a little bit. So if there's one piece of advice and this one, we're going to give it to uh, the married couples who are maybe engaged and about to get married if there's one piece of advice that you would give a newlywed couple, actually, let's, let me rephrase the question. If there's one piece of advice you wish you knew going into marriage, what would it be? Oh, man, that's a big question. Looking back at my marriage, I I can honestly say it, it's gotten better every single year. And I wish I had known that when we first got married because, you know, Catherine comes from Seattle. And so she left her family, her friends, her job to move to Dallas so that we could start our life here. And uh, with that came some turmoil. It wasn't always easy for her. And I didn't always see the gigantic sacrifice she made for me. So that that caused a little conflict along the way. And I wish I would have known, like, hey, it's going to get better. Just keep loving your wife. And I feel like the more time we spend together, the more experiences we have together, the more we do together, it's almost like our love just continues to grow stronger and stronger and stronger. And uh, it's, a, it's a really a beautiful feeling. Because I remember in that first year of marriage where we were, we were having some issues thinking, uh, man, it, it really bums me out when I talk to other newlyweds who say, oh, isn't marriage great? Isn't it wonderful? And then it's so much fun because I'm over here thinking, this is hard. This is a lot of work. I, I, I want to feel like they do. But, you know, the, the storm's passed. And uh, if you continue to do the right things, uh, if you continue to love your spouse, it gets so much better. And I know I we've only been married for five years, but I, I feel this way after five years. So I'm anxious to see how I feel in 10 years, 20 years. 50 years down the road because it just it continues to get better and better wow sean i can't thank you enough uh for coming on uh gotta ask you and you and Catherine have what two children correct two boys yep two boys are are the lows are any more children coming in the future or are we are we done no we uh I, i've committed to a bigger family my wife wants a big family and who am i to argue so i think 
we're going to shoot for a daughter. Hopefully, uh, Catherine, Catherine and I would love to see what a daughter looks like. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, I think we're also going to adopt uh, one of these days as well. So I think we might end up with four kids. Wow, that's awesome. So the Lowe family could uh, could grow very, very soon. And smart man, you could you could argue and lose, but just go ahead and agree, right? That's the easy way to do it. That, that, that's, that's my key to marriage. Just go with the wife. <laughs> Sean, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, hang around a bit. Once we're done recording, I want to thank you again. This is Oxygen for Leaders Podcast. We are with Sean Lowe. Uh, Sean, thank you so much for coming on. And until next time.